0: Hey, 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 my man, how are you?
1: I'm very good. Oh wow, your voice is so soothing already.
0: <laughs> Sounds like your
1: voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics. I, I I didn't even. What's it like in this room? Is it not echoey?
1: A little bit, but it's fine. Okay. Hi, I'm Cyril, your host, and welcome to my podcast that I called, I really want to do this. In this podcast, I interview guests from all walks of life and try to understand the various ways that different types of people with different backgrounds and experiences succeed in achieving their goals in their very own ways. Think of the past 10 years in your own life. Have you had a personal goal, an objective, maybe you call it a dream? of doing this one thing. You really want to do that one thing, whatever it may be, but for some reason, you never succeeded in making it actually happen. Well, by showcasing successful achievers and asking them how they did it, I sincerely hope that this podcast will give you some ideas and maybe answers on where to start, how to proceed, in order to actually do that one thing that you really want to do. Hi, everybody. This is Cyril. Thank you for joining us today. We have an amazing guest today. And uh, as always, uh, in a semi-anonymous way, where he's only going to give us his first name, Dear guest, can you please uh, introduce yourself with your first name and uh, where were you born and where do you live now?
0: Hey, Cyril, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Wayne. I was born in South Africa and have lived in many places around the world, uh, but today I reside in uh, San Francisco, California.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And uh, where are the states? So, when you say living, did you stay like a long period of time, at least six months, in what countries? And if you've traveled, what, what continents? So my wife and I
0: have a, have a rolling uh, competition going on, which is, you know, <laughs> unspoken Christmas, uh, you know, discussion, which is who's traveled to the most countries. Um, <laughs> so we, we've traveled, I think, to more than 100 countries, to, you know, between us. or well, no, actually, I think independently. But I've lived in South Africa, obviously, where I grew up. I lived for 21 years. Uh, I lived in uh, your, your home country, south of France, for about four years. And then I lived in Australia for almost 11 years. So, and I've been in, in the US for four and a half years. So that's kind of be my journey, making mm. my way around the sun.
1: You know, I love it. I've been traveling a lot. So, deep inside me, there's the real belief that we're citizens of the world and that we're just humans walking that rock and just going from one continent to the other. And I, I actually don't really like to talk about nationality where you know, where you're born. Yes, of course, it it matters a lot, but that doesn't define your whole life. And obviously you lived in Europe, you lived in, in, in Northern America, it just creates so much more filters in which way you look at life. And that's what is really interesting in this podcast is to bring people that have these different views. Awesome. Before we go into the the deep of that podcast, tell me, do you have a, a motto you live by?
0: I do actually. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I I've, I've never thought about it, but it's it's I think it's the password to everything that I own today, um, which I'll have to change after the podcast. <laughs> but uh, but uh, live life, live life is my is my motto. Uh quite simply. And I think uh, I think for a long time, just in whatever I was doing, whether it was work or you know, boring things and exciting things, trying to really squeeze the marrow out of life, out of every day really has been a motto of mine.
1: My- yes. Has, has this been passed on by your parents or your siblings? Or Tell me a bit about your, your, um, the way you grew up and, and your family roots and childhood and good or bad. And that's one of the things why I like to be semi-anonymous is that I want, please, if you, if you feel like it, please be completely trustful, whether it's good or bad, because I think it could be interesting for the listeners. So sure. tell me about your childhood. And Was it in, in, in South Africa?
0: yeah uh, born in south africa and, and yeah grew up there until until 21 but <clears throat> uh at, at a very early age uh lost my mother and i think this is just contextual to be honest with you uh when i was seven um and uh you know we were my sister and i were both we were similar ages we were sent to boarding school and that sounds like a terrible thing it was the best thing i think that ever happened to me and i'm a, I'm a big advocate of boarding schools for for many reasons but. We were sent to boarding school around the age of, uh, I was 10, 10 and a half, I think it was at the time, right the way through to the end of school. And I think what that what that did was a couple of things. It, um, you know, you, you've got to learn to fend for yourself early on. You've got to learn to figure things out on your own early on. Yep. You've got, you know, you also learn to build relationships early on because it's, you know, your friends or your family from a very young age. And I think that's you know, assisted me along a long way, but also that, that genesis of that network you know spreads its tentacles around around the world over time and so I honestly don't think there's a city in the world where I haven't got a friend or someone I can call you know which makes it approachable to be able to live as a citizen of the world you know you know it's not so not so scary when you think you've got a, a someone you can relate to or someone you can contact to give you a bit of a soft landing so that's helped um, we, we lost our father when we were in our early 20s when I was in my early 20s and so I think the, the to go back to your question, um, that motto and that way of life has it come from a anything in particular? I, I don't know that it has. I think it's a it's a series of things, but certainly I think there was a lot of white noise in my head for a long time, and and I used, you know, my, my thing is endurance. I like endurance activity. I think you do as well. Um, for me, it's it's therapy. You know, it's uh, it's it's therapy. So that that, that mindset of seeking the impossible or challenging myself whatever it might be and and started as as simply as you know learning to swim I mean as you know it started as simply as the first you know long distance run that I did was which was maybe five miles six miles right you know it's all these things it it was um doing pull-ups I could never do pull-ups before you know six seven years ago I was scared of pull-ups and I thought okay well why don't I just try with one and one became three three became ten and then I I do pull ups every time I work out. So you know, it was. uh, I love the idea of just pushing the the mental barrier around these sorts of things. So yeah, I think that that upbringing, a being a little bit independent very very young, and b, you know, losing parents. I think you you do lose your waypoint a little bit. And so I chose to go to pushing myself, endurance activities, and things like that. My sister was the same to be able to push through that. So
1: so so that experience of having a challenge and having to rise above it and powered you through all everything after. It's like, I can do basically whatever I want because I I can rise. Sometimes we can rise above our difficulties and that's really part of the, how we, we see the world. Now let's look into the, the main part of the, that podcast, which is that moment where you had that feeling, I really want to do this, which is the name of the podcast. Have you have you had that? I really want to do this fire, and and what is it?
0: Yeah, I think um, again, I, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think back to what what would push someone to be like. I mean, you know, the I suppose there's a little bit of that. You, you've got a competitive spirit, right? Um, whatever it might be, I think that helps. I don't think it's always necessary, and I think there's different you know, challenges that people can undertake that don't require you to compete, right? But ultimately, you you are always competing with your own expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was, you know, I, I guess I always felt like I could do better, whether that, whatever it was, right? There was always enough, why can't I be as good as that person at that thing? Or, you know, why can't I study this thing if someone else is doing so, so well at it? You know, they, they, I didn't want to limit myself with my own, you know, expectations. So that was, I think that was the first battle. And that and by the way it's a battle you never win I think ever yes. well I certainly haven't so for me that, that's what that's what the driving force is to ask answer question is it something that I need to do well no I don't think so but a combination of things you know f- for me it's it's about um I feel better about myself which makes me a better person for friends family mm-hmm. whatever if I'm if I'm doing the best I can right and, and not just saying that I'm doing my best it's actually going out there and challenging myself in whatever way. And so that's what's, that's, what's the major driver for me. I also believe very, very much in the law of attraction. I think for me, the law of attraction has been a huge, I've seen it manifest in my life many times. Tell me
1: about it. What does that mean? I love it.
0: Well, it it means, uh, I mean, there's a, and there's a series of books on it and actually there's a movie and there's, there's some really cheesy movies on it as well, which I love, (laughs) like the rom-coms, you know, Um, there isn't a rom-com i've watched that i haven't cried in by the way but anyway the 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 law of attraction is you know you you project what you want right you project to the world to god whatever you believe in to you know out there you put your 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 thought about what it is you want to do it doesn't for me for for many years honestly it was looking it was finding the right partner Mm -hmm. you know and you know it didn't happen right the first time, but, but I, you know, I, I, I got there eventually. Mm-hmm. Then it was other things like, you, you, I mean, you can be quite specific about these things um, about how much money you want to make or what how, a house you want to own or the career right. you want to take. Um, but for me, it was also about some of the endurance exploits that I've under, undertaken that i you know, for me, that was my thing was doing crazy endurance activities, but believing I could do it, putting it out there, visualizing myself actually finishing that thing and it's always manifested that way always because it, it sort of percolates in your brain it feeds off your energy that energy you know will, will will draw you to the right people that potentially you need to make these things happen it all comes back to energy and that, that energy flow you know generally works in a circle so you put it out there right and it generally, generally comes back to you
1: so tell me about that process for you because it's going to be different from everybody. Do you imagine the final goal, or how it would feel to do it, or how you will feel during uh, that that event, or whatever it is? Um, like for me, it's the opposite. I start with the fire. it's Like I want to do this, and then I, I then I roll from the the beginning to the end. How's your process that it, it works? Um,
0: like. Yeah, I think it starts, I typically think about the whole thing um, at at the very beginning. And so, you know, again, I'll I'll go back to my experiences and then I want to talk about something a bit more abstract, but swimming a channel or swimming a long distance event or whatever it might be, I I generally think about what it would feel like to finish it. What does it look like on the other side? What What is that? How do do I feel? Who's there?
1: So you did this, right? Tell us about this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that, so i so w- one of the things i, I did uh, a long time ago now I, I swam the english channel and for me the process of that was i was living with, with a, a friend of mine um another guy friend and he was also you know a, a fit guy but we weren't really doing anything that was that remarkable we were just fit guys living you know a young life in sydney at the time and we decided you know what we, we're better than this we we want to we want to set ourselves some some personal goals you know we were obviously working and we had jobs and we we were in careers, so that was kind of in a good place. But we needed these other personal goals to make ourselves feel like we were challenging ourselves. And so we set, I think, four or five things on a whiteboard. We started with a marathon, running a marathon, right? Because he hadn't run a marathon before. I'd run a marathon before a long, a long time before that. And So we said, okay, we'll run a marathon. Then we said, well, we will run the longest marathon in. You know, currently you know uh, in in the world is a, a marathon in South Africa called the Comrades Marathon. We said we'll do that one. You know that's essentially two and a half marathons in in one day. So then then it was a hundred mile paddle. Then it was like another thing. And then I think it was the English Channel was the last thing that we both agreed was impossible. Right? We're never going to do that. But it's going on the list. Because was he a had...
1: swimmer? Oh, you were a swimmer too.
0: We were both. We I think we both swam at school or something. You know it was, okay. we we could swim. Okay, but we weren't swimming at the time, and it'd probably been 10 years since I jumped in a pool or whatever, you know? So we weren't fit or anything like that. And, and that, by the way, that was the most daunting thing is swimming is, you know, it's no joke. You can't fake a swim. You can't cut corners. You, you're floating out there, right? It's like, you need to support yourself. Um, but anyway, we, we I just thought, so if we get through these other things, then and it's the only thing on the list. Well then, by then our expectations of our, ourselves should have changed right? because we've achieved. And that's half the thing is getting to the milestone. Okay, I can do that. Now I can do this. No yes, really. the
1: thresholds, Yeah,
0: the thresholds, exactly, building that ladder. So, yeah, anyway, we, we got through all these other things. And then it was the last thing on the list. And we're like, oh, well, I guess we're swimming, we're training for the English Channel. So w- what I will say about that is then, so the process, back to your question about the process, in none of these things, by the way, w- would I have done them on my own? You know, mm-hmm. I had him as a partner. Interesting. You know, we had a running, running and do and we had a, you know, we, we joined a club and we had a, you know, a bit of a coach and a program and these other things, which I'm I'm typically not that way inclined. I don't really do well with programs and things, but, but I wouldn't have been successful in doing those things had I not had him there. And my goal at the time was just to beat him. That was all. <laughs> no, you know, he was training, I was training, you know, so that, that was my motivation, but I needed that. Um, and the same in the swimming, we sort of started out, you know, doing what we thought was the right uh, training schedule. It didn't really work. We eventually realized we needed a coach and we got a coach and got into a proper rhythm of program. But again, all I cared about was beating him every day. I just got so, up to beat him. If he was going, I was going. And that was it, you know? Yeah.
1: But the truth is that you, you would want him to be as successful as you. It wouldn't be funny if you finished and then he doesn't. So, 100%. You
0: know, we, it was definitely a, I think it was a healthy tension. I don't think either of us exactly. told, told each other that we were, the, we were the other one's motivator. In fact, on his wedding day, he did say that in his speech. He said, you know, we, we needed each other for that journey. And I think it was really important. But we, it was only going to work if we both got there.
1: You touched um, the idea of having a coach. That leads to me thinking that there were some difficulties on making it happen and some roadblocks. At some point you said, well, we're not ready. We need some help. Any other roadblocks that along the way that maybe learning how to nutrition, learning the technique, what is your approach in general about roadblocks? Do you, do you seek somebody who knows and you ask them and you you have a beginner's mind or you study as crazy? What's your method on roadblocks?
0: Yeah, the roadblocks. So I think it's um, with any of these things. And again, I want to break it down to like other challenges. I mean, some people Running a, a ten, running ten miles or five miles is, is is their current challenge, right? And we and I certainly started there, and then it built up. It it doesn't matter what it is. I think half the battle is knowing what you don't know, right, or, or not knowing what you don't know, should I say? So we would start with this. Let's say the big challenge is the swimming in English Channel, and so the you know your your common misconception is oh, I need to I need to I need to just swim a lot, you know, I need to long lots of long distance swim trains. Well. Frankly, we, we went for a few swims initially, and someone told us on the beach, they said, We heard you guys are swimming the channel. Look, we've seen you guys come down here every couple of days, you know, and do it and do a swim across the bay. <laughs> that ain't going to be good enough, you know. That, you know, it's not about you, you've really got you, I would join the squad and, and anyone So we thought we, we could swim. Anyway, we, we joined our first day with a coach. Um, and the first day he pulled us out of the pool, and we would, you know, thought we were reasonably good swimmers. Both of us got pulled out of the pool. He said, go into the baby pool and I'll meet you there. And we started in the baby pool, learning how to actually take a stroke properly, like actually right. re- completely re- rebasing our swim stroke. And now I realize why that was important because it got us more efficient and so on. But what I would say then about the obstacles then is, the first thing I think would, would be to talk to people that have done something similar or have done that thing you're trying to do, because what they will do is it'll rebase your expectations on what's involved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you can plan accordingly for that and and then other things you don't understand like again for us in the swim l- less about swimming a lot M- some of the greatest swimmers in the world haven't completed that uh, mm-hmm. or have tried and failed because it, it actually comes back to being able to swim with an extra 20 25 pounds of weight right because of the cold water you've got to put the weight on mm-hmm. and you still be it. swimming a lot and and you know and be a lot heavier than you would think because you'll, you'll get hypothermia otherwise so it's, it's all these different things, it's a dietitian, it's nutrition, it's training your body in cold conditions. And again, most of your mind. And then also having a program that, that allows you to put weight on when you're swimming six, seven miles a day. So um, again, it comes back to, you've got to talk to people who have done it. They will give you the baseline. And then from there, it's just about putting a bit of a program into place. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not very difficult. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm trying to make the point. I'm not really a particularly process oriented person. But there was a bare minimum that you've got to understand about something like this, or whatever it is. And then put a, put a simple process in place. From there, all you got to do is just turn up.
1: You finally crossed the English Channel. You arrived in, in France. What, what was your feeling? Was it similar to what you thought you would feel when you were envisioning the finish? Or was it different? And how did you feel? It, it
0: was exactly... It was it was better than I experienced than I imagined, but I it's, it, it felt it felt exactly like that for a, for a minute, and then it felt even more euphoric because it was real. But mm-hmm. what I visualized actually genuinely happened. There was actually even a even a um, you know the the one thing about and I don't want to talk too much about the English Channel. I apologize, but I'll, I'll share the experience. The The one thing that is a concern about that channel other than the cold water and the weather and other things and and some boats from time to time is you know there's not really a fear so much of sharks or anything like that it's it's jellyfish actually wow so for some reason i had in my mind this visualization of i'm going to swim into a whole lot of jellyfish at some point in the swim you know and that was i was prepared for that and it hadn't happened i was about two miles off the coast of france you know about about to finish i suppose and and then it happened about 50 of these, you know, disc sized jellyfish oh, came, came out in like a swarm, but they, so I was sort of swimming around them. I didn't, hit, didn't touch any of them. It was fine, but it was kind of almost like a welcoming party. And then I knew that I was in my visualization. I was absolutely in my visualization. So I pulled myself up at the rock. I mean, there, there is a, a direct route between England and France. And I was on that route. It is a place called uh, uh, cap which is the kind of point there. And, and I, sat on the rock there and there were people up behind me and they were cheering and you know exactly. no, it was euphoric And I, but but you know here's the dumbest thing i'll say today the first thought in my mind was i felt so good because i, I think i trained so well and had so many good coaches along the way that i actually felt like swimming back really <laughs> i swear it's, just, it's the dumbest thing i've ever said but yeah that's what happened
1: <laughs> right. is that feeling um so good that you want to feel it again or did you say I felt it that's fine and how did was that that adventure stepping stone to other adventures later
0: so what, what I'm yeah so I guess what I look back on on that now certainly the feeling was worth it the, the feeling of it on the day was worth it that, that sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. is what we do it for I think if, but yeah. what I realized uh, also is that that is the entire kind of process of getting to that stage was was also a, a learning experience right a journey the you, journey you're pushing your boundary every single day every single week sometimes you go through weeks where you think like you know there's no progress but now I get in a pool and I try to swim a mile and it's difficult you know I would swim five miles and not even break a sweat when I was in the right form and so you know now that you where you're where you're, where your new boundary is, right? I know that I can get to that stage. And that's that's the thing that I take with me every day today. And that's what will push me to the next event is, you know, I started out with a swim again, not thinking my boundary was was getting through the first hour in the pool, right?
1: Yes. But
0: now this was a 10 or 11 hour kind of swim. Uh, now I know that that's what I'm capable of and maybe more. So that, that gives you that, it broadens your mind. It's like, okay, well now now what are the possibilities? You know, if that is my, if that's my new boundary
1: did you have a, a talk with your friend and say what's next or you kind of left 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 it there we
0: yeah we left it there i think we were i think we were kind of you have to
1: go back to him
0: <laughs> I, I i've thrown a few things his way but he you know he's he seems to have a child every year now so it's like he, oh yeah <laughs> he needs to buy a tv or get a netflix subscription or something but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean life is so changing right the situation changes you're able to do things that when you're younger because you have time, you have no money, but you have time. And now you're the opposite. You, you have a job, you have a family, maybe kids on the way. And and the hardest is actually to keep that spirit of adventure in our, in our daily lives. Is there any way you, you, you can keep uh, that alive in, in your life? Uh, what are you trying, what are you doing to, to keep it alive? That adventure?
0: Yeah, I think it's, For for me personally, I think we, you know, we, we are, um, you know, we are planning to have children, um, but right now we don't have children. So we've, we've we've got each other and, and my wife is also very adventurous. So we we do set different kinds of goals now that, that keep, keep us motivated on something. And, you know, we'd love to get outside, right. It's one of the greatest things about living where we live. And so for for now, it's, it's really, again, again, just about setting a goal and, and trying to deliver against that. We don't have anything that is in the way of that, right. I think not in the way, should I say, but, we don't have other focuses other than other than each other, but for my friend and for people like that who've got kids and families, obviously the focus is different. So for him, I think his his you know his new challenge is being the best father he can. I think that that for him is what's important to him. So he's working on things there that you know I would have no idea about, right? Um, so yeah, it's, I think the focuses do change, but but again, it, it sort of comes back to a little bit of that law of attraction, right? If you've put it out there and you've got what you want in life, then it, it's also okay to, to be a bit more settled. That's a nice place to be. So, you know, for me, it's uh f- for now. Certainly, there's there's many other things I, I want to do. Um, learning a language, and you speak four, I think you, you've, you've mentioned to five, me five, well, five languages. <laughs> you
1: know, uh, oh, you speak Afrikaans, I'm sure, and yeah. un peu français après quatre ans en France quand même.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One day.
1: <you> know, <laughs>
0: You know, it's it's so for me, French, Italian. These are languages I want to learn in my life, and I want to learn them before I'm too old to use them. So, those are my new challenges. Those are my new challenges. So, going and living in a country like France for me is a massive goal. I want to spend time in a community. I think you mentioned to me one of the best ways is total immersion, right? Total immersion. Yes. Read books in French if French was the language. Listen to podcasts. So, you know, I'm I'm going to take those things from
1: you and
0: uh, apply those.
1: Well, my strategy. Uh, it's called self-propaganda. When you go into the country, you, you do a, everything from that country. So for example, in Italy, I would arrive and I would put a flag of it- Italy on the wall and a map of Italy. And I would read the Italian newspapers and Italian radio and books in Italian and go play uh, probably rugby with them or whatnot. And that's what works. I think the the full integration and and that is so rich as well, because you say you basically arrive in a new country and you can't have preconceived ideas of what is right in in terms of what you do and what you think, because they are the majority. So whatever they think is probably right. (laughs) So very humbling, right, to travel.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it is. I mean, that's, that's, again, I know we're talking here about kind of goal setting and achievement, but uh, for for some people it's, it's, they they prefer to live in a bit of a state of uh, what's the word, like discomfort with your surrounding. It's, it's a nice, sometimes for some people it's a nice place to be, especially if you're goal oriented. It's like, okay, cool. I need to be challenged. Otherwise this isn't going to happen. Right. I need to be, with my back against the wall, otherwise this isn't going to happen sometimes. And so it's not always about having everything perfectly laid out before you start something. It's it's sometimes about you need that push, you need that that propulsion to do it. So as you say, complete immersion, you know, going there and knowing nobody and having to start from scratch makes a lot of sense. But question to you, how, how long would it, you know, generally would would it have taken you before you can comfortably converse in that language? using your
1: well i'm I'm lucky that all the languages i speak are latin language uh being french spanish was quite easy to learn uh then i lived in spain for a year and then i moved to argentina for a year and a half and then italian was also latin language so at that time i had to completely forget spanish to learn italian Mm. and it took me i was there for a year and a half in milan And then I had to go back to Spanish. And then I I did my trip around the world for one year and I arrived in Brazil and I said, wow, I love to speak Portuguese. Again, it's a Latin language. Uh, Plus, you know, I think I have an ability for for languages. Uh, My my dad is a musician and I think it's very linked to how you can listen to uh, nuances of the language. Not everybody has uh, ability. You've been living four years in France, as you said before, (laughs) It's okay if you don't more than just, un autre verre de vin, s'il te plaît. (laughs) Everybody's different and and it doesn't matter. You know, if you have the best friends in the world when you go to France, but you don't speak the language, who cares? Yeah. Sure. Any advice you would uh, tell listeners about once you have that voice of, I really want to do this, whether it is introduced by a friend like you, Or for me, like I feel that fire. Any advice of um, not missing out on doing this? Because I think it makes your life richer, doesn't it?
0: Look, absolutely. I think the only other thing I would add to, in terms of if it's advice or or a comment, uh, which has worked really well for me is, don't be afraid to put your goal out there. I'm not necessarily talking about the law of attraction thing, but tell people about it. Tell people what you're going to do because then you're accountable to the people around you that know about it a little bit right and that is a good for me has always been a good motivator it's like well shit i've, I've now said i'm now going to do it you know, yes. I've, I've told people about it now i have got to do it people are you know even though yeah people people want to support you they don't want to bring you down and if you do it or you don't do it people will you know wake up every day it's not going to change everybody's life but it is a decent way and an easy way for you to keep yourself accountable to that goal because now it's not just you that thought about it at home and you've kept it inside. You've got a much better chance of getting started. And once you get started, you should continue.
1: So embrace accountability, basically. Yeah. Totally. I love it. Totally. And it's true from the moment you have it in your head, it actually doesn't exist until you say it to other people. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm real, like man. this, I tell everyone what I'm going to do. And <laughs> I still feel like I have a way out. Like, you know, that's that's how I am. I tell you what I want to do. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. I try to go through with it. But yeah, I love it. Great, great advice. Well, thank you so much with with that. I think uh, we could wrap it up. Um, And thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, but um, maybe you come back on the podcast in six months and a year and tell us how you started to learn French or Italian.
0: I will do that. Might You're go accountable
1: go. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's a deal. No, well, thank you for having me, Cyril. It's been great.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Wayne, and uh, thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Cyril, and remember, life is an adventure. Live it. Awesome man. Okay, thank you. I love it.